Hello, it's Graham Cove with another My Music in a minute. I'm going to be speaking to Drew from Persian Leaps. First. I need to get going, Mel. See you later. Hi, Drew. Thanks for joining me. That was almost an appropriate advert, in a way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, I, I, feel, I feel like you had that same ad last year, and I was like, wow, I kind of want one of those those stands for my, my MacBook. But <laughs> We need to sort that out, don't we? We, we yeah. must sort that out. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get an address afterwards and, and sort that out. Do you use a Mac? I use uh, I use a MacBook. I'm 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 a, I'm kind of a Windows guy. Like for for work, I'm a developer and oh, well, I use Windows and so on. But I've I've had a Mac for 10, 12 years just for like the for recording demos. So GarageBand and more recently Logic for um, you know recording demos and so on. So GarageBand's so easy, isn't it? I mean, it's just so yeah. And I. Um, I, I've like really resisted, you know, it's, there's so, there are DAWs that are so much more powerful than that, but I've resisted it because I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a tech savvy guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a developer, but I just do not get like, uh, kind of the pro tools, the, um, approach to the, to the UI and the workflow. It's like very much based on kind of the old school way you would do things in the studio with, sends and returns and buses and like I, it doesn't make sense to me they're just kind of the paradigm so i love yeah. garage band because like i can be super productive and i don't care about all that stuff i just want to record a track a couple tracks put them together and make a demo yeah now for any geeks that are out there let, let's just talk about the technical side of that for a minute how, how do you go about the sort of creating a demo in garage band in the first place i mean do, do you do your, your keyboards with something like this you said trying to lift something up do you use do you use something like that to put put things in or or yeah so i've got um i mean it's kind of changed over the years but i i've got my i've got my mac macbook with GarageBand, or now now i've been starting to do it in logic which is kind of the more pro version of GarageBand. um still fairly simple to use um and they're great I, anyway because they're interchangeable so you can start off with a little thing in garage band you can just put yep, it across the totally, logic yeah, yeah. There, there were just some things that i needed to do that i couldn't do in garage band anymore so i kind of had to um spend some, had money. To upgrade. <laughs> yeah, spend some money um upgrade against my will kicking and screaming but yeah so i i have uh i have i think i have like a scarlet focus right which is like a you know a little box uh the interface that you can you can plug uh mics or instrument cables into so that's uh that's what i use at home uh you know plug my guitar directly into that and use uh use the guitar modeling effects that are in in GarageBand or logic and um you know plug the mic in there and so yeah so you know i'll typically um i'll typically have like some kind of a riff or a song idea that i've uh created 
just out, outside of that, just, you know, kind of playing unplugged and then I'll um, program like a basic drum track and start to record different parts and layer them on and uh, record vocals. And that's a typical process for me. We haven't operated as a live band since 2017. It's basically just been a been a studio project for me um, ever since then. Kind of uh, the other two guys that were in the band at the time, we all just were tired of tired of playing, tired of playing live, and we, we just kind of amicably dissolved. And I I wanted to keep going as a as a you know more of a solo studio project, which is kind of how the how the band started. Um, so yeah, so I haven't played live and you know, it, it's kind of, I don't know if it's fortunate with the whole COVID lockdown thing, I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. But um, yeah, we never, uh, even, but even back then we never um, used, a, you know, like used a computer backing tracks or anything like that. Tell me about this, this latest EP. The way that I've worked for years is I'll kind of have this catalog of demos that i like that are ready to go um you know some some are some are relatively recent some are a couple of years old and i just kind of have been in this um in this schedule where i like basically um choose you know my favorite five that seem to fit together um and then i'll you know, work on work on that as a five song EP. So I've I've kind of I've released released a lot of five song EPs. There have been some that have been six or seven, but anyway, that's just kind of the general idea. This kind of handful of uh, songs that fit together or that are ready to go, and so I I work on those over the winter and um, release them in the fall, and then start the process all over again. Yeah. So, but, but theme-wise, you don't ever react to the last thing that you put out at all, or not really, because it, you know, it's kind of like a combination of songs that weren't necessarily written at the same time, or around around a central theme. Um, yeah. So, you know, so it's, it's more sonically what you feel goes together as opposed to. Yeah, you know, definitely. I'm not writing. You know, here, here's a here's a thing about night. Here's a thing about day. Yeah, this yeah. record's this record's going to be about this subject. That record's going to be a reaction to that. Yeah, it's, no, it's I've never I've never I've never done it that way. I know a lot of people do, but um, this is just kind of me like working off my backlog of of demos and finding things that you know I'm I'm excited to put out that that seem to fit together. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so for you, it's about really loving the, the, the music that you're making at that particular time. And, you know, being a kind of being a fan of your own music, is it, is it influenced at all by what you're listening to at any given time? Um, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, all the stuff that I've listened to is, is in there somewhere. Uh, not, not really, you know, you, you, yeah, you read a lot about like, oh, Radiohead was listening to a lot of this and that, you know, it's that kind of why, that's why, okay, computer sounds the way it does or something like that. But no, I, I can't really think of any cases where, 
I've been that, you know, directly, obviously influenced by something. Yeah. Well, you know, having just listened to, to the latest song and, and knowing that you've got an REM t-shirt on, there's a little bit of REM influence in there. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, I kind of intentionally, um, wore, wore this t-shirt. So, um, it's, uh, this summer, I guess, is the 40th anniversary of releasing Chronic Town, the, their debut EP, um, five or is it six song EP. And I've, the reason I wore it is because I've kind of, like when I've talked to people in the past, I've like always cited that as an influence of, I mean, obviously REM themselves is a huge influence, but like the, the reason that I tend to release five-ish song eps is i just i love i love chronic town i love the fact that it's like this you know this smaller release that every song on it is good it holds together it's you know it's like an artistic statement in it uh on its own as opposed to you know there there are definitely some eps that bands have released that are the single and then you know a handful of b-side throwaway tracks that didn't fit on the um, fit on fit on a proper album, and for me, like my my IPs, my EPs are you know meant to be like a mini album. It's not the single and and filler. It's uh, five songs that I think could you know each any one of them could be a single potentially. Yeah, you know, I was just going to ask you that. Do do you feel that some bands when they you know without naming names, but do you feel that some bands when they're trying to push to an album you know, the, the push to do 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 songs, it just, it it's too much <laughs> sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I feel like, I don't know if it has really come to pass, but I just remember reading, like, 10 years ago, this this article talking about, like, how the, the mini album was going to, was really going to become become a trend because you know people just aren't listening to to whole albums necessarily anymore especially younger younger people and so you know kind of the trend is more towards singles or or mini albums and yeah i i don't i don't i would rather focus on releasing you know five quality songs per year than like feeling compelled to fill out a full album and I, I don't know if like, I don't, I've often kind of wondered if that's, if that's hurt us over the long run. Like, I think maybe people tend to take EPs less seriously. You know, there's, I, you know, I've like even in, in trying to promote a release, I've seen some, some blogs that, you know, don't review EPs, like only albums, don't yeah. review EPs or singles. So I just I, I don't know if it's it's if it's hurt or not, but regardless, it's just kind of a it's kind of a schedule that's worked well for me. I mean, I, what I've seen lately is because vinyl's making a comeback in terms of a physical format. Have noticed that some artists are beginning to concentrate on the side of a vinyl mm. as mm. well. So even though they're producing an album maybe of material it very much plays like a side of record one 
B-side of record one. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, A-side of record two, B-side of record two, and, and each side is a, a, a collection of things that work together. Yeah, no, and you, you, and, you know, you used to have that with vinyl, you know, before before it went out of fashion and certainly with cassettes and yeah you know you like you flip the cassette over to side b and you, you kind of want the first song on side b to be be a banger as it were you know and and so there's definitely some very intentional sequencing that used to go on whereas yeah with cds it you just kind of you think i don't know you think about it more like maybe like uh like a sket, uh, like a, a set list or something like that. It's just kind of flowing from from beginning to end without a break. Now this might tie into the sort of title, Machines for Living, but I've been reading David Byrne's book recently, How Music Works, and there's a really interesting chapter towards the beginning of that book about how, as humans, we actually create music for the environment that the music's going to be in the cool but uh, so of course you know he talks about how you know you wouldn't write um you wouldn't write opera music to play in the jungle (laughs) for example you know that the the physical space that you're writing for is quite important but of course just like in the world of work where offices are are disappearing per se or that the idea of the office is disappearing and that's turning now into you know people work being able to work from anywhere you've got projects like yours where you're the the physical space that the music is going to be created in and for is the listener's space Mm -hmm. but but no other space so and he talks about that. He talks about, therefore, that the the room that you're creating for, if you like, is is a set of headphones. Yeah, <laughs> and just and and just the 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 headspace of the listener. How conscious are you of that when you're writing? Um, because you're yeah. not writing for you're not writing for a live situation. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Um, uh... I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily conscious about that, but you know, since since we stopped being a full live band, it's definitely changed like some of the arrangements of of the songs. Um, you know, it's not I, I don't know, it's not like it's not like you can be more ambitious. Yeah, it's it's not like when the Beatles stopped playing live and then they could do these crazy things that, you know, you could never possibly pull off with four people live, you know, not not like that. But there definitely have been decisions like when like I I don't really know why, but um, when we were a full live band, like none, none of the releases back then had any keyboards whatsoever. I'm not in no way anti-keyboard. I mean, you know, I grew up in the 80s listening to New Order and all sorts of synth pop. So, um, but I just, for whatever reason, I like never, I never wanted keyboards on the album. Um, You know, it's not not something we would ever have tried to do live. So, but since, uh, since we it became a studio project, I've like, you know, started to, started to add keyboard parts and more recently piano, which, I, I definitely, 
didn't particularly want on on songs as a, as a full band. So it's you know it's definitely kind of changed the way that I approach arrangements and um, what what I can add to them. I don't I don't think though that like uh, I'm writing different songs necessarily. It just it just comes mine comes out more in the in the arrangements. Yeah, and is part of that just the you know the the the, the sonic accompaniment if you like the fact that that you can have those different sounds and those different you know uh noises in there or is it also the fact that you know if you'd have been playing that live <laughs> that would mean maybe a, a fifth member joining yeah. to play that or 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 you've got to get really good at that instrument whereas you don't necessarily have to be that you know yeah, I think a little, a little bit of both. Um, uh, I, I don't know. We just, we didn't really have a, we didn't have a keyboard. I just couldn't see like, you know, getting someone else to play keyboards. It's not like I wanted a full-time keyboard player in the band or um, I was going to be switching off between guitar and keys or anything like that. So, yeah. Do you ever feel the, the want to, to expand what you're doing to, to share in the writing process with other people or, or not? You know, I've, I've always wanted to collaborate, but I know I never really have like, so it's always been um, like every, everything that we've put out has been, has been written by me. Um, you know, just kind of me, me writing songs and bringing the, bringing the demos to the band to learn. And then, you know, more recently in the last five years, just me, me writing the songs and and doing them myself in the studio. So, um, I I would love to I would love to collaborate with someone, but I I never have, and I I just I kind of wonder like how good I would be at it. I, it's it's like a muscle that I've never you know yeah never really developed. So yeah, I don't know. I I mean I think that like whatever came out of it would would like would not be a Persian leap song. Like yeah. I would I would want to you know do do something else whether in the context of a band or just kind of a collaboration but um but yeah there's there's uh like a, a friend of mine uh has a band he he lives in uh lives in california he's a, he has a band called the well wishers who uh a power pop band and he and i've gotten to be good friends over facebook and have really kind of similar tastes and um, he's like somebody that I would love to collaborate, but I get, you know, I guess the great thing with all this technology is that it's increasingly easy just to, you know, send each other files, uh, you know, maybe even try something like, you know, like we're doing right now, like, like remotely in real time. So, yeah. Uh, oh, well, if someone's watching Drew, if he's watching, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and, and just fancies giving it a go, I think it's, I, you know, I think it's, when you're again, you know, when you work within a when you when you work within a bubble, if you like, when you work within your own space, I think you know the social aspect, even if it's just sharing one particular you know aspect on the project every now and again, must must be something that enters your head. To you know, wouldn't it it'd be quite nice just to see if we could do something i could do i could do something outside of my own bubble yeah oh totally i mean i've been thinking more recently like i'm kind of getting a little 
burnt out on what I've been doing. And um, I was just thinking like, you know, it'd be really cool to find, find a band where like my only responsibilities are playing guitar, singing backup and, you know, learning the songs and showing up for rehearsal. It's like, I don't, I'm kind of tired of being the guy who has to write everything, schedule the shows, schedule, you know, just, I, I want to, I think it would be fun to, to be part of something, but not be on the hook for, yeah. <laughs> for everything. Like I, like I, I always have been with the Persian leaps. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to next year and I'm kind of hoping it rejuvenates me. I've, you know, and I, ha I have more songs in my bat, my, my kind of backlog of, of demos. Um, but I just, I just, in the last year, I just really have not been writing anything new or I just don't even feel like picking up a guitar. So I kind of, I kind of need some rejuvenation, rejuvenation. Um, don't you think every artist needs that as well I, I was just going to say that you know isn't it something that everybody that creates needs I mean I, I talk about it I <laughs> I sit in here <laughs> most of the time within four walls but even even sort of just getting out for the day and just going somewhere else and or 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 seeing something else or doing something else for one day if in the week or whatever is important as part of the creative process because as much as you can find everything on the internet and you can you can explore a, a, a world that's gigantic on the internet yeah and you can talk to people on the other side of the planet there's just something about being somewhere else sometimes yeah that actually oh, then brings on the creative process and you go right you know you, you you just driving into the countryside or something for one day or standing on you know standing on the edge of a uh, the, the beach or whatever just helps you go right do you know what i want to write about that now <laughs> yeah yeah totally i um and i i've just i've been I've been so incredibly disciplined about this. I mean, I, we literally have been releasing something every fall since uh, 2013, you know, and it's just kind of this cycle of uh, another year, another five songs for the most part. We did release a full album a few years ago. But um, yeah, so I, I just, I've been incredibly disciplined and, um, you know adhering to this schedule and it's just it's just really time to take a step back and recharge and travel and find find some find some more inspiration i guess well so the question is then who are the machines for living <laughs> <laughs> is it are we are, are we are, have we become a bit too machine like in well that in that kind of goes back to the the last album drone drone etiquette um you know that the the whole idea behind that it was it was like this uh this article that my wife saw it was like you know it was an article on like etiquette for flying your flying your drone in in public right but i just i love the i love the ring of it and like you know so the the cover art kind of showed these uh these these i don't know it was kind of like a communist it was kind of a soviet era cover art of these 
these communist youths like marching in lockstep and all happy and everything. But I, I kind of thought about drone advocate as like the, you know, kind of the rules by which worker drones like you and me live our daily lives and the restrictions that we, we operate under and so on. So, so yeah, we're, we are the machines for a living, I guess. Um, Drew, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again. Just so people know, where can they get hold of the latest uh, work? Yeah, um, so it will be out on October 7th. Uh, you know, Bandcamp is always the best way to to buy a digital or CD and, you know, most directly support the artist. But it will also be uh, available on um, iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and all, all the major streaming services. So cool do you know what between now and uh, next time i speak to you i might even send you some stuff on Bandcamp. okay yeah thank you very much and then we Good might up. you know maybe we're, uh, maybe i'll poke your interest maybe we can collaborate on that maybe we can send it to someone else maybe we could just keep sending it down the line to someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i look forward to hearing it yeah and let's uh, let's see where it goes drew thanks again for for joining me today bye yeah for it was now. great to talk to you again graham thank you bye bye Cheers. bye for now